So good morning. How's everyone doing this morning? Good, good, praise God. We've got lots of things to share with you up here. And uh, so, uh, again, I wake up early in the morning and I kind of asking God, you know, what was on his heart. And he asked me if I was ready. And uh, so I thought that was it. He wants us to be ready. And uh, happened to open up the TV the other day and the news were on. And uh, there was this guy there that they said he was the president. And uh, he said he made an announcement that our country was on the move. The, the qu yeah, uh, yeah. The question is, which way is it moving? But there's something more important than whether our country's on the move and which way it's moving or any other nation that's moving. And that's God's moving. And so God is moving and we've got to be ready. We've got to be ready. And so I, I found some, I started to look in my word study to see about ready. So it says, it says in Matthew, it says, watch therefore, for you do not know the hour your Lord will come. Therefore, you must be ready. For the hour when the least, you least expect the Son of Man is coming. So we'll be praying about that today as we prepare our hearts for God's word and there's all sorts of announcements. You know, our mission here at Evangel is to love people. And so if you'll notice in your bulletin, we have a couple bios of uh, Brother Roy and a young lady named uh, Darcy Vaughn is in there. So take the time to, uh, to read about uh, some of the people in our church and get to know them. And uh, there'll be more coming as we proceed with this. It's a great way for us to get to know people. So make sure you look in your bulletin for that and also all the other things that are going on in the church we have a lot of activities with primetime luncheon and disperse and gather everything's happening and don't forget Wednesday night we have push at 6 o'clock to about 6.40 when we pray and then uh, get ready for the Wednesday night service uh, this week we're having uh, the gather uh, for the ladies and uh, I was asked to announce that there will be a pounding for Sister Janet Hamilton at the gather meeting this Thursday. So uh, there's a list at the side entrance of the church of things that you can bring non-perishable pantry items that might be considered. And uh, so uh, this was from Paulette. So if you have any questions through Paulette Bailey, and she'll help you with that. Just wanna make sure everyone got the word on that. So we have a lot to be grateful for, but God is moving all around the world. There's all sorts of exciting things that are going on. And so it says, that when evil abounds, grace does much more abound. And so the grace of God is, and the power of God is moving. So as we prepare our hearts, we have to be ready for today, what God's going to do today. And we have to be ready for what God's going to do tomorrow. But we also have to be ready for eternity. A lot of people aren't ready for eternity. They, they haven't thought that far. They haven't even quite got their retirement worked out, much less their eternal retirement. So we need to be people in prayer and spread the word that everyone needs an eternal life insurance plan. And if you haven't realized it yet, all of you are actually agents of the eternal life insurance company. So feel free to sell the policies, and they're free. So uh, feel free to get the word out there. So if we'll stand, we're going to go to prayer this morning. We have a lot to be grateful for. I'm going to read from 1 Thessalonians, kind of in line with, what God showed me about being ready. It says, starting in chapter 5, it says, Concerning the times and the seasons, brothers, you have no need that I write to you, for you know perfectly that the day of the Lord will come like a thief in the night. And then in verse 4 it says, But you, brothers, are not in darkness, 
so that this day should overtake you as a thief. For you are all sons of light and the sons of the day. We are not of the night nor of darkness. Therefore, let us not sleep as others do, but let us be sober and alert. Let us who are of the day be sober, putting on the breastplate of faith and of love as a helmet and hope of, and the hope of salvation. For God has not appointed us to wrath, but to obtain salvation by our Lord Jesus Christ. Father, we come to you with a grateful heart this morning. We thank you for your grace and your love and your mercy that has reached down and rescued us out of the kingdom of darkness and into the kingdom of light. So, Father, we come to you this morning with an open heart because of the blood of Jesus that was poured on the mercy seat. And we lift up those, Lord, that need a touch in their body. And, Father, we thank you that by his stripes we are healed. And so, therefore, in the authority you've given us, in the name of Jesus our Lord, Father, we release healing into those bodies right now and your presence into those homes and your peace and your joy that you would strengthen those who are oppressed. And, Father, we thank you for those that need a touch in their heart to open their hearts to you. And, Father, right now we thank you that you are moving in this earth. You're moving on the hearts of people that they would come to know you and come to know your son and have eternal life. So, Father, we thank you for the great harvest. And, Father, we are ready to hear your voice and to move by your spirit. So, Father, we welcome the Holy Spirit into this place to anoint our praise and service as it comes before you, to anoint the word that goes forth, to anoint the minister that brings it. Father, we thank you for all this. In Jesus' holy name, amen.
Silence the foe, stop sinning. 
right now and I feel that the Lord is saying right now if you've got an issue a situation a circumstance a problem that you think is too hard to deal with the Lord is saying right now just come to me and lay it at my feet hallelujah I feel the anointing right now if you've got a circumstance that you think is too big the Lord says say to this mountain be thou removed and if you have the faith the grain of a mustard seed it will throw itself into the ocean. Just come and bring it to Jesus. I, Lord, I implore you right now to bring it to Jesus. Lord, there's a river here. We've talked about it many times. Lay it at his feet and leave it there. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. They'll carry that burden. 
Hallelujah, hallelujah, because even when I can't see it, you work. Even when I can't feel it, you're working. You never, you never stop. stop. You never stop working. You never stop. You never stop working. Even when I can't see it, you're working. Even when I can't feel it, you're working. You never stop. You never stop working. He never stops. He never stops working. Even when I can't see it, you're working. Even when I can't feel it, you're working. You never stop. You never stop working. You never stop. You never stop working. Even when I can't see it, you're working. Even when I can't feel it, you're working. You never stop. You never stop working. You never stop. You never stop working. Even when I can't see it, you're working. Even when I can't feel it, you're working. Stop working, you never stop, you never stop working. Way maker, miracle worker, promise keeper, light in the darkness, my God, who oh, that is who you are. Way maker, miracle worker, promise keeper, light in the darkness, my God, who oh, that is who you are.
I can't see it, you're working. Even when I can't feel it, you're working. You never stop, you never stop working. You never stop, you never stop working. Even when I can't see it, you're working. Even when I can't feel it, you're working. You never stop, you never stop working. You never stop, you never stop working. Waymaker, miracle worker, promise keeper, light in the darkness. My God, oh, that is who you are. Sing one more time the Waymaker. Waymaker, miracle worker, promise keeper, light in the darkness. My God, that is who you are. Cause that is who you are. Oh, that is who you are. Worship him right now. Oh, that is who you are. Yes, that is who you are. One more time, that is who he is. That is who you are. Oh, that is who you are. That is who you are. Oh, that is who you are. Amen. Give him a hand clap of praise, church. Isn't he so awesome? Hallelujah. You may be seated. So I'm here to tell you this morning that our God is moving. He's on the move. And everything that he does is good. I just give him praise for that. If you received a bad report this week, God is bigger than that report. And I just declare according to his word that no weapon formed against us can prosper in any way. But we serve a God of victory who sits on the throne. There's no, he has no rival. He has no one that can compare to him. So we just give him praise. So keep your eyes and your heart open to the Lord this week and watch and see. But he says, be still and know that I am God. So ask our ushers if they'd come forward at this time. It's not fair you guys don't get to see her and I get to see her. Just watching the young people give to the Lord. So Father, we just thank you for this day. Let our children go to children's church this morning.
So God is here with us this morning. I hope you've already felt his presence and his power as Pastor comes to give us a word this morning. event that took place and the first week we talked and I said I need to probably get a sound person and she said hey I think I can handle it and yesterday she did a magnificent job handling both media and sound when we learn how to work it it's going to be even better We had a little hiccup once or twice with the microphone, but uh, it started everything. She she kept turning knob until it started working, and and I just kept sitting back there going, "Well, try that one. Try that one." I mean, you're the one running it. I ain't gonna be blamed for nothing. No, no, I didn't. I I, I told her then. I'm totally. It's totally my fault that you were put in that spot. But uh, you volunteer around here, you get put to work. Amen. So we appreciate Amy and what she's doing. I'll mention Riley. He's trying to hide behind the computer back there, but I appreciate him. I appreciate everybody that does anything around here. Amen. Because that's 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 it's an opportunity. I mean, it's a it's an opportunity. We'll talk about that a little bit. Probably it may show up even in the message today. But the idea is, look, we're all trying to get somewhere. And where is that? We're trying to get as close to Jesus as we can. And we don't understand a lot of times the process to get there and the the, the these these things we've been talking about on Sunday morning. Uh, that are a part of that those who are listening online you know for the last couple of weeks I've talked about this these circles of relationship and those of you who are here you know we've been talking about these circles of relationship and how that they're 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 it's easy to be in the crowd the crowds out there there's the, you know they're on the outer edge they're just sort of watching to see what they can see listen see what they can hear but it's always at a distance and then we talked about the 5,000 last week and we talked about how they're there to get their needs met. I mean, and there's people who come and follow Jesus just to get their needs met. That's all it's about. That's all it's about. And that's what they're there for. And we know the two, quest, the two questions that Jesus has asked related to those, the first one being, what, you know, what is it you want? He asked that question. And then the second one last week was, what's in your hand? Um, I'm not going to pull a question out on you today. I am going to pull a question. I'm going to play Jeopardy with you right quick. I'm for real. I'm fixing to play Jeopardy with y'all. Y'all think I'm kidding. We're fixing to play the game of Jeopardy. I got two questions. The first person to stand gets a treat. The first person to stand with the answer gets a treat. Okay, y'all ready? All right. I cannot be Alex Trevec, but I'm going to give you my best line. The word follows was used in a song performed in this well-known Broadway production and soon after Hollywood film. What was it? I will repeat it, though they do not do that in Jeopardy. The word follow was used in a song performed in this well-known Broadway production and soon after Hollywood film. What was it? I will give a hint. Go ahead. Uh, 
I, I'm, I'm going to give you that, but that is not, I'm, I, that, it is the Wizard of Oz. Are you not even going to share with Barry? Uh, bro, you're on your own, I can just tell you. There's another treat, Barry. Get ready. Question number two. Are you ready? The word follow was repopularized and in some ways redefined by this current form of communication. What is it? You did not stand nor get the answer right. He did. I'm sorry. <laughs> there was a hint for both. He said Twitter. So there was a hint for both. The first one was going to be, I'll give you four words in the song. Follow, 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 follow. There you go. <laughs> so, uh, and then the hit on this one would have been uh, a 150-character limit. So that would have been the hint. So, you say, what's that got to do with this? Well, just before Jesus sent out the 70 to do ministry, he took time to redefine the word follow. So listen to it. It's in Luke 9, verses 57 through 62. So here we go. We're getting into this thought, okay, and we're going after this idea that Jesus said, hey, come follow me. We know that he made that statement to us in Matthew 4, 4, 19. But this is in Luke 9, verse 57 through 62, where he's going to redefine the word follow. He's fixing to redefine this word, this idea. Verse 57, as they were walking along, someone said to Jesus, I will follow you wherever you go. But Jesus replied, foxes have dens to live in and birds have nests, but the Son of Man has no place even to lay his head. Verse 59, he said to another person, come, follow me. The man agreed, but he said, Lord, first let me return home and bury my father. But Jesus told him, let the spiritually dead bury their own dead. Your duty is to go and to preach about the kingdom of God. Verse 61, another one said, yes, Lord, I will follow you, but first let me say goodbye to my family. In verse 62, but Jesus told him, anyone who puts his hands to the plow and then looks back is not fit for the kingdom of God. So Jesus asked these three people. These were guys who had already come out of the crowd. They had, gone, they had gone from following at a distance, from watching at a distance, to getting their felt needs met. So they had done, got into the thousand, and now they had moved into what we know and see in Scripture as another circle in the relationship. They were in the 70, so they had gotten closer to Jesus, closer to Jesus. As they got closer to Jesus, Jesus begins to speak to them about what it is to follow. Say follow. And so here's what we begin to see here. Watch this. The first one said, I'll follow you wherever you go. I am in, I'm in, in it to win it, Jesus. And, and, and he replied, he, you know, he, he made this statement. Jesus answered him, I got no place, I got no place to go. I'm homeless. I'm like the Wootens. And so, so basically what he's saying here is, what he's saying here is, 
And that's a joke. We do have a, a, a really nice camper we're staying in. We stayed our first night in Mount Olive last night. Yee-hee! We're excited about that. So, uh, and the contract's being worked on. We've got the house. Anyway, it's all going to work out. So, let me get back to the message. I'm excited about that stuff. But anyway, uh, so, so here he is asking this question, and this guy says, I'll follow you wherever you go. And Jesus says, basically, I'm homeless. What do you mean? You, 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 I, I, I got nothing. And, 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 and so what he's doing here, what Jesus is doing here is really addressing a core issue in us as a follower where he's basically asking this, where do you call home? Where is your home? Where are you investing the energy of your life into and what is, what's the value of it? The second guy, he's, you know, a little bit more hesitant. He didn't volunteer quite as fast, it looked like, and he actually qualified his word follow with this statement. Um, Lord first. Lord first. How many times have we done that? Well, Lord, yes, I, I, but first let me. And, and so basically, Jesus answers and says, let the spiritual league bed bury their own, bury their own dead. So, so this wasn't about this guy's dad dying because all indications are his dad probably wasn't dead. So it was an it was a form or a way in which he was communicating a, 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 a half-hearted commitment to follow. And so Jesus addresses that, and then he, he, he sort of points out this really isn't about the following. The following issue here isn't about your father and him dying. It's about this thought. Where, who has your allegiance? Who has your allegiance? I mean, if God says it, are you willing to do it, or do you have to get, uh, is there, are, are, are there, are there limitations to that? Are there checkpoints? You've got to do things before you can do that. Who has your allegiance? And then finally, the last guy, I'll follow. I'll follow. I'll follow. I promise you, I'll follow. Just let me say goodbye. Let me say goodbye to my family. To which Jesus says, anyone puts his hand to the plow, and then looks back, is it fit for the kingdom of God? We look at that and go, gosh, that's tough. Why? That's tough. Well, because Jesus' purpose, purpose in our lives is not to comfort, it is to shackle. You say, oh, no, I believe he's here to comfort. Well, he does comfort. He brought comfort to people today. We have comfort in the name. We have comfort in his presence. We have comfort in, his, in the relationship that he has offered to us with the Father. But, but listen, don't stop there. He's challenging you. He's challenging you. He's calling you out. He's calling you closer. He's calling you to a place. What do you value above all else? That's what Jesus was addressing in this guy. What, 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 what do you value above all else, basically? What, what, where, where do you, I mean, when, if you put your hand to the plow and turn back, what's that say? That's, that's addressing a value. And so the purpose of God's activity in our life is simple. It's transformation. The closer we get, the more we're transformed. We move from the crowd to the 5,000, transformation begins to happen. Why? Because we move from just watching to getting needs met. We move from the 5,000 to the 70. What happens? Something powerful happens. We come into this place of transformation. We come into this place where things begin to happen. We can't soften Jesus to our image, y'all. We, we can't soften Jesus to our image, our wants, our biases. When Jesus sent out the 70, 
he showed us he wants more than constituents. He wants, he wants more than consumers. He wants more than club members and, or fans. Literally, when we look at this, we're called co-laborers in the harvest. We're co-laborers with him. We're alongside him. We're pulling with him. We're, we're digging. We're, we're working. We're doing the things to build the kingdom together, co-laborers in Oz. Y'all are wondering how I was going to tie this in, weren't you? In Oz, following meant skipping down a yellow brick road. Pretty easy, right? Uh, on Twitter, following means Hitting a button, a key on your smartphone. You unfollow all of it, by the way. I, mean, I, don't, I, mean, I don't use it, but anyway. For Christ, following means being moved by his call, his word, his direction, whatever he's saying to us with no excuses. Basically, Jesus is trying to get us to see there's no excuses. When you get into the 70, when you get this close, you throw all the excuses away. You get rid of all the excuses. I'll follow you wherever you go. Oh, really? Let's see, Let's see where your home really is. I'll do whatever you tell me to do. Just first, oh, let's see where your allegiance is. Hang on. Oh, but Lord, I, you know, if you just, you know, if you just let me say goodbye, really? What will become the next excuse? And the next excuse? And the next excuse? So, it sounds like this is going to be turn out to be really rough, but it won't. Hang on. Colossians, Colossians, Colossians 3.23 makes this statement right here. Work willingly at whatever you do as though you were working for the Lord rather than for people. So it really gets down to this. The 70s circle, the, 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 this circle of relationship that we move into where we move from the crowd and move from the 5,000 to the 70, the 70 circle, the 70 circle represents a major shift in our journey, a major shift in our relationships, a major shift in our lives. We've been in the crowds watching from a distance, but we wanted more. And so we moved into the 5,000 and we had our needs met, but we realized there's so much more. I want more. And now, now we have the privilege of investing in what matters most to God. So we move from those places to a major shift even in the relationship where we move from it being about us to it being about him and about them. So, so up to this point, we've, we've been on the receiving end. So if we're talking about the relationship we have with, with God through Jesus Christ, up to this point, it's always been about us receiving, receiving, receiving. But suddenly in the 70s, there's something happens. In the 70s, we serve not because we, we want forgiveness, but because we're forgiven. You see the difference? We serve not because we want forgiveness. We serve because we have been forgiven. We, we, we lead a small group. We, we're, we, listen, we don't leave a small group. Because, we're not saved because we lead a small group. We lead a small group because we're saved. So we, we understand the difference. Suddenly something happens to us in our understanding of who he is. I remember one of the first revelations I had about the relationship that I have with God was whenever he took me from the place of understanding that I'm, I'm, I came to him and received 
forgiveness. And then he transformed me in my thought to the place that I began to understand what it was to be a, a bond slave. And so the bond slave is the one who, after seven years of service to someone who had been their master, who had had their papers, literally, who had the slave's papers, they would move from that point to where they, after seven years, the owner, the master, would sign it and give them their freedom. But because they had been loved so by this master, so by this person who had been their, their owner, that they would turn around and sign the paper and give it back to them and become a bond slave. It moved into a place they understood the depth of the relationship that they were offered. Look, Paul says, I'm a bond slave. I've moved from this understanding that I was bought with a price to where that I understand I have my freedom, but I don't want it. I give it back, Lord. I give it back to do anything and everything that you want me to do. No excuses. There's a difference between working for Jesus and becoming closer and closer to Jesus. Here's the question for the day. How close are you willing to get to Jesus? See, that's the real question. How close are you willing to get God's looking for more than mere workers. God's calling us to serve, or, or actually he's calling us to follow. And, and, and we need, I, I guess the best way to say it, we need to fall in love with following. Um, I'm going to read a verse to you, Matthew 22, verses 37 through 39. This is a familiar verse to many of you probably. It's repeated a few times through the Gospels in the, in the parallels uh, and it's Jesus' words here. Jesus replied, you must love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. The second is equally important. Love your neighbor as yourself. So yesterday, part of what we tried to do in offering the church to a family who was in pretty great need to have a place to have a service, a, few, a, a memorial service, a celebration of life service for uh, the wife of a, uh, of a man in this community we offered the church, uh, several came and worked, we provided a meal afterwards, and they were just floored by it. Number one, just the fact that the church was open, because some of theirs weren't, and the fact that they were able to gather and have this incredible event and experience, and we, we kept saying to ourselves and talking among those who were part of the planning, this is outreach, this is outreach, this is our way of fulfilling our mission of loving people. And buddy, at the end, they were just couldn't, they raved over it, but in reality, we loved it. We loved it. Why? Because we were following. And we love following. Evangel loves following. Amen? So we love following. We love, we're falling in love with following Jesus. We're falling in love with what he wants to do with us and through us and in us. And so, so loving is the goal of the follower. Following is the means for fulfilling the goal. And love is the wow that we feel when we follow. We go, wow. So I'm going to give you my best illustration of wow, one of the best, one of the best. I could use my children, but I won't use that. I use them all the time. So I'm going to talk about hunting. Never talk about hunting. <laughs> so I'm at the hunting club. One of my favorite things about our place that we have, we built the cabin at it and everything, and so I, one of the things I love the most about it is that it is so far away from everything that you can turn all the lights out and you can't see anything. I mean, it is in the middle of nowhere. And we had all the timber cut from around our cabin uh, several years back. 
And when it had happened, one of the things we noticed that year is that you could stand at our cabin and you could look north and see at about 45 miles away, you could just see the glow of Montgomery, the city. And then you could turn to the southeast and you could look and you could see the glow. We were on a little bit of a hill. You could see the glow of Troy, the city of Troy. And so you could look south and you couldn't see Luverne because it's too small. Anyway. So you could see these glows, you could see these horizons, and you could see the glow. But my favorite, thats all, that was awesome, but my favorite thing can still happen. Because the trees have grown up now, and you can't do that anymore. But my favorite thing now, and it always has been, is at night on a cold winter night to turn all the lights out, build, a, build, build, our, build our campfire, and sit around it and just look up. I mean, you can see stars from one horizon to the next, all over. It's just a blanket. I've never seen darkness like it is and light like it is. It's unbelievable. It is unbelievable to see it. And I'm just thinking, wow, God, you are so awesome. When we finally move into the 70s, it's all about looking up and saying, wow. This morning, this morning is incredible to me because I get to look up and look at you guys and go, wow. Wow. Look what the Lord's doing. Look what he's done. Look what he's got planned. Wow. It's as good as the stars at night. It's as bright and brilliant and as magnificent. Um, dad, I'm going to talk about my dad for just a second. I'm, I'm so much like him in, in several areas, but especially this one. Dad was the world's worst at when he'd get busy and be working. If he was going to move, he'd never look up. He'd just He'd work. He'd just work. Head down, working, 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 working. Focus, focus, focus. He'd get it done. He'd get it done. So Debbie and I, right after we got married, bought a, a, a mobile home and, and built a 900-foot driveway across the 40 acres that Mom and Dad lived on, put it up on a hill over there in between some, some oaks, and we had it all over there, and we were so excited about it. Y'all know that was a long time ago. And... <clears throat> And so dad, one evening after we got the trailer over there, one day while we were at work, because I was working with him, I was doing youth pastor. I've always done multiple jobs, by the way. I love it. So, so I, I stayed at the station working. I, had, I was going to have to go to the church right afterwards, and then I was going to come home. And so I stayed. Dad took the day off. He went out to work on the trailer. Debbie will remember this. He, to, to work on the trailer, work on our mobile home. So I get through. I run the church, take care of a couple things. I'm headed home, and I'm coming over. There's a... There's a the, he had, he, had, he had named our road Monkey Ridge. Y'all would have loved it. Driving the dirt road, and you sort of top a hill to enter the 40 acres. He had cleared the whole 40 acres, him and his brother. Put the fence around the whole 40 acres. Put divider fences to have the cattle and things. So you'd top it, and you'd come in at the southeast corner, and the whole thing laid down in a big valley and up on two ridges over here. And his house was over here, and we had put a drive across a branch and crossed the branch down here, and our house was over there. As I come over the hill, I noticed driving, I was looking, I said, Dad, it's 
see something flying in the wind off of the mobile home over there. Yes, sir. Start driving. Almost to the house, our driving turn. We go down into the bottom over the little pull up. And as I pull up, there's, you know, the orange marking tape, the ribbon stuff. He had tied ribbons on all the corners. They were just blowing in the wind. Turned around. I drove back over to the house. I'm like, man, they may be confiscating our mobile home or something. I didn't know. You know, it looked like survey or something. I didn't know what was happening. I drive up the house. I walk in. I said, Dad, Dad. Yeah, and he walks out of this side room. He's got scars on his head everywhere, all over his head. I said, what happened to you? I can't use exactly what he said, but he had run into the mobile home a couple of times. I said, Dad. You got to look up. You got to look up. Not anymore, son. I got ribbon tied all around that thing. I can see ribbon from a mile off. I can have my head down, my eyes closed. I can feel it before I get to it. He, I mean, he had that thing, didn't he, honey? There was ribbons everywhere. He had tied ribbons on trees. He had tied ribbons on everywhere. Place. I'm just as bad. I can get so focused on the work of the Lord that I forget to look up at the Lord's work the people that are called to love. When I look at you and I I know this, I should immediately think, wow, God, you're so awesome. Yesterday, while we were doing the stuff we were doing, it got a little panicky for me and Donna. I finally checked. I said, don't panic. I know we planned for 30 people and there's going to be about 70 to eat, but God can multiply. And he did multiply, didn't he? It was a miracle that what we had, we actually had enough food for 50. There were still 70 came back, but it made it. It made it. It made it to the end. Ran out of tea, I think, is the only thing we ran out of. Obviously, then that means the Lord's saying tea's not good for you. No, 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 I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. The indications are, and we can lose sight so quick, guys. We can, lose, we, can lose, we can be so focused on the Lord's work that we miss the work of the Lord. We can be so focused on, on, on what he's given us to do that we miss that what he's doing is in people. In people. It's in the people around you. It's in the people he's given you. <laughs> it looks like all indications are the 70 did this. So watch this. When they returned from their mission that they were sent out on. Here was their report. When the 70 disciples returned, they joyfully reported to him, Lord, even the demons obey us when we use your name. I mean, they were pumped. Who wouldn't be? Get out of him. All them things. Man, whoo. Come on, somebody. We love the power. We love the power. We love the I mean, I've been involved in it. I've loved, I've, I've, been, I've been involved in it. I, I've been involved. I mean, I can remember, I can remember times where we would, we would pray and, and, and see deliverance happen in men in our small groups that we ran at the church. And I remember, I remember guys sort of backing up and getting scared. But my thought was, look, if he's going to get me, I'm just going to be with you, Jesus. So I, I, I'm in this to win this. So I'd, I, we'd stay in it. So. So here they were, man, they were fired up. They were pumped. They'd never experienced anything like it. But Jesus, according to his reply, sort of points out they were looking at it all wrong. Greg, here's what they said. Here's what he said. Look, 
I have given you authority over all the power of the enemy. You can walk, you, you can walk among snakes and scorpions and crush them. Nothing will injure you. Then verse 20 says, but don't rejoice because evil spirits obey you. Rejoice because your names are registered in heaven. Rejoice because you're one of the stars. Rejoice because you're part of the work. Rejoice because those that you see and that you're working for are those stars. They're the glory of God. Jesus told the 70 to tell everyone this, and this is what I think we need to understand. He told them, tell them the kingdom of God is near you now. You know what he was saying there? He was saying, tell them, don't miss the moment. The kingdom of God is near you now. Don't miss the moment. Don't miss. He'd send them out in twos ahead of him into the cities. He may have been a greater promoter than anybody that we know. He'd send them in. He'd tell them, look, you go in there, and these are the things you do. And we're gonna, I'm going to talk about that a little bit tonight probably. But he, 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 he would give them these instructions, and they'd go in in advance and, and do ministry and set up that, those moments for when he would come in and he would minister, and he'd tell them, he'd tell them, you tell them this. Don't miss the moment. The kingdom of God is near you now. And that's what I think he's saying to us. I think that's what he says to the evangel. I think that's what he says to us individually. Don't miss the moment. The kingdom of God is near you now, 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 now. Keep getting closer. Keep drawing in. Keep going. Keep moving in the circles. Keep getting closer because even though this, this circle, the 70, the 70 circle is about ministry. It's about volunteering. It's about serving it's about all the things that we get to do as a people for the kingdom of God it's really about loving what God is doing it's really not about what he's empowered me to do it's about what he's doing through me and in me it's about the transformation the kingdom of God is near you now don't miss the moment don't miss the moment Philippians 2, 12 and 13 say, Work hard to show the results of your salvation, obeying God with deep reverence and fear, for God is working in you, giving you the power and the desire and the power to do what pleases him. The New King James Version is the one that we've learned it, or the King James Version, both use the same phrase, and it says, Work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. You know that one. This one says it a little different. Work hard to show the results of your salvation. See, because here's the thing. I think that what we miss and what I want to sort of capitalize on right here at the end is this. The word work out from the Greek is actually a word or, 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 or language used for working the field or working the mind. So the word actually gives us this, this thought as a, as a farmer works, as he works a field and it produces a crop and he harvests that crop and gets the reward of it. Or as the miner goes in and mines underground those natural resources that he brings out and gets the, the benefit, the, the, the value out of, God has put his will in us. Listen to me. God has put in us 
the desire and the power to do what pleases him. He's put it in us, but we got to work that out. We got to work that. We got to we got to work that. We got to be constant. We push. Why do we push? Because we believe God's got a plan and a will and we're we're looking for that. We're digging that out. We're believing God for it. We're we're expecting something. So we pray and we get in his word and we study. We gather here so that we can work it out. We can work it out. We can work the will of God out. We can discover it, for God is working in you, it says, giving you the desire and power to do what pleases him. We want to please him, don't we? We want to please him. We want, we want him to get all the glory, and so we work hard. How does it say it? We work hard to show the results of the salvation, of, of your salvation. You work hard to show the results of your salvation. You are saved. And what are the results? What are the results of your salvation? It is doing what pleases God. We have to work at that. That's hard work. We have to work at that. I'm not saying you have to work to get saved. I'm saying once you're saved, you got to work. You got to work. And that work for us, as we're going on this journey, is to get out of the crowd to the 5,000 to the 70 until we get to the king. We work till we get there. So here's the thought. Online, in the service, you're far from God. You're far from God today. You're far from him. It's his power that's brought you to this point. Don't miss this moment. Don't miss this moment. Amen? Don't miss this moment. For the kingdom of God is near you, man. Don't miss this moment. If you're online, you're watching, don't miss this moment. What is the moment? It's the moment that you get to say, Lord, I'll follow you. I surrender. I need you. And if you're here working to get closer to Jesus, then what God's working in you, what is God working in you that you need to work out? What's God working in you that you need to work out? Is he working faith in you? Well, don't I'm going to twist this statement a little bit. Then don't just just don't, don't just don't just go, well, I got faith. Work out your faith. Work it out. Get a hold to the word. Get a hold of the opportunity to do something big for God. Work out your faith. Build your strength. Build yourself up. Build yourself up in your most holy faith, doing what you pray and ask for this year. Get, work at it. Work at it. Work at it. Work it out. Father, we just thank you. Lord. We just pause our minds and our hearts in this place this morning. We just take time to say, Lord, search us. Search us for those who might be here that are, are far from you. They're just trying to figure out their place. They're trying to understand what it is you're calling them to and, and where you're calling them to. I pray, God, that you'll just make yourself known to them. If anybody's far from God, Lord, today, whether in this service or online, I pray that your spirit make them aware that you brought them to this moment, that you've worked in them that you're drawing them, 
We, none of us come. No one here has come that the Spirit hasn't drawn. It is your work in us. It is your work in, in us that brings us to the moment of decision, the moment of salvation. So I just pray if anybody's far from God that this will be a day of salvation. Today is the day of salvation, the Scripture says. Let this be the day that decisions are made to follow. Decisions are made to love you with all your, the heart, soul, and mind of the person. I pray for those that are online right now specifically, God. I have a real burden that those who are watching, God, that you draw them close, that you let your presence be felt even in their home right now. As they're bowing their heads, I pray right now that if they are far from God, that they will openly say, I need you, Lord Jesus. And that they will take time to pray and ask forgiveness this morning. I pray, God, that you will just help them to see that you love them and you've shown your love to them through the giving of your son, Jesus. And if they have any questions about that or they have, they're searching for something beyond this moment, God, that they'd feel, feel free to contact us and to reach out to us and that we could communicate your love to them. And we could go, wow, wow. We could rejoice with them over what you do, over the transformation that you work from the point of salvation, from the power of the Spirit at work. God, I just pray for this body, Lord. I pray for all of us, those who are following. We're all at some point in the circle. We're all at some point. Help us to understand that place and the turn our eyes towards you, look full in your face, and begin to draw closer, 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 and closer to you. We want to get to the center. We want to get to that place that we feel comfortable laying our head down on today, that we feel comfortable speaking for you, knowing that no matter what happens, we're going to see you. We're going to be with you. Whatever the challenge, that you are in control. That we belong to you. Will you stand with me? Let me just say this. If you're here this morning and you need prayer, if you have any of these, if any part of this, if you're far from God, today's your day of salvation. If you're in here and you've been trying and working to follow God, but you need to get a little closer, you know that. God's calling you closer. He's speaking to you. I want to invite you to the altar. If you're here and you have a physical need, listen, one of the things we recognize is this. The 5,000 was about getting their needs met. And if you're here this morning, if you're here this morning, you have a need, and you're wondering where your place is, get in. Get in at the 5,000. Get in at getting your needs met. Get in right now at this place. We're going to, I'll share more tonight about what happened with these 70 as they went out because there's a whole different message there. But I want to talk about that tonight and about what he told them to go do and about what they were going to face. And This is real life. This translates into 21st century stuff, folks. This translates into our lives today and how we live for Jesus and the challenges that we face. I invite you back to hear that but but what I want you to know this morning is, is God wants to meet your needs God wants to meet your needs he gave Jesus and Jesus bore in his body 
the stripes and the scars that this day could be a day of God's power and presence in your life. This day could be a day of healing, of wholeness, of forgiveness. That's, that's, that's the reality of this message. If you're here this morning, you need special prayer. We're going to just sing a worship song, and we're just going to open the altar. I'm going to come around and pray with you if you come to the altar. Will you join me? Christ is my reward, all my devotion. Now there's nothing in this world we could ever satisfy through every trial for my soul. For Christ, my all in all, the joy of my salvation, and this hope will never fail, cause heaven is our hope, through every storm, for my soul will sing, Jesus is to God be the glory for Christ is enough for me Christ is enough for me for everything I need is in you No turning back, no turning back. Oh, I have decided to follow Jesus. No turning back, no turning back. The cross before me, the world behind me. No turning back, no turning back. The cross before me, no world behind me, no turning back, no turning back. And Christ is enough for me, Christ is enough for me. Everything I need is in 
Hallelujah. Father, we just declare in this place that we choose the circle of 70. We're pressing in. We're getting closer and closer. We're committed to be those who are volunteer to do anything for you, to go wherever for you. 
to do whatever it is you would desire of us. And God, we pray that this is just one more step in that place that you're calling us to, where you'll manifest your presence and your power as never before, where we'll see the sick healed, where we'll see the dead raised, where we'll see needs met, where we'll see the miraculous done because of the expectation of the people to see you. We expect to see you. We expect you. Show yourself strong to this people. We give the praise and the glory for it in Jesus' name. Everyone said amen. Love one another.